The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Nealon's. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, I guess I have to apologize for day two of the horse voice. This time it wasn't from the wedding, though. This time it was from yelling at the refs, especially at the end, because I'm pretty sure they had uh, Missouri State at plus four and a half. But nonetheless, uh, no matter where the spread was was got, uh, West Virginia not only wins, but they covers. You know what they say, good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, but besides that, all joking aside, um, Good night for the Mountaineers. Obviously, some first half troubles uh, going over 21 at the end stretch there. Uh, four, uh, four for 32 um, in the first half. I don't know whether that's like something to be concerned about or actually be like, hey, that's actually impressive. They suck, went four for 32 and still stuck around um, at, at the game. But hey, came alive in the second half. You know, this team, we talked about it. A little in-game adversity is not going to bother these guys with everything they went through. They showed that in the second half. Ended up winning the game by eight points. Josh Eiler and these West Virginia Mountaineers are one and zero to start the season. Uh, Mr. Moneyline Mac, the, your former employer, what what were your thoughts uh, from this game? I did not have any fun in the first half. I could tell you that. <laughs> I was trying to will will the ball into the hoop just like everybody else. Uh, but I mean, to go four for thirty two and be only down six at the half, I felt good at the half. I, I was obviously frustrated like everybody else, all the players and coaches that the ball was not going in the hole, but. We've seen that yeah, all, the, all the time when, when a team shoots in the teens or low 20s, it usually evens out in the second half. And it reminded me, I think the year 2014 or 15, it was my junior year. We played Monmouth at the Coliseum. We had a Sweet 16 team. And we, we shot 20% for the whole game, but found a way to grind it out and, and beat Monmouth, who we play on Friday, ironically, by six points. And a lot of people were panicking just because it, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't, we're scoring 90 to a hundred points, but we found a way to win a game shooting 20%. And last night, obviously it evened out a lot more shooting close to 60% in the second half, but overall 35% from the field. And you find a way to beat a Missouri Valley team, take that every day of the week. So good win, gritty win, multiple guys found a way to step up in that second half. And that that's what it's going to be about, man. Everybody's yeah. got to step up and, Find a way to win and move on to the next one. And I, I would not be panicking, obviously, by any means, or I wouldn't be concerned after this game. Of anything, Ryan, if you want to know the truth, being there in person and and seeing the energy, seeing these players not only play for each other, but that coaching staff and kind of just that us versus the world mentality. I was actually relieved leaving this game, Ryan. Is that you know, everyone in the world had Missouri State winning this game, whether, you know, we brought up the betting stats at first, whether it was spread or even money line. Um, you know, you got a kind of a feel right away, kind of in the stadium. People were a little nervous, a little on edge. They knew where this game could potentially lead. But to, to you know, it is a bye game, but this this isn't your traditional bye game, Ryan. This, this, is, this is, we all know. Those who have been following this basketball team closely understand that actually what, what last night was was all about. And those that are, really concerned or have issues. I don't think you followed this team as closely shocker. The national media is 
again against West Virginia or, hey, oh, no, no, what about that? But you look at other teams and other results last night, right? JMU went into Lansing, Michigan and beat Sparty, the number apparently number four ranked team in the country, and won. Oklahoma State in the Big 12 itself lost last night as well. I mean, this stuff happens, especially if you're going to lose or have trouble early, do it, do it early. And with how depleted this team is, Ethan Bach actually tweeted out a funny photo. I actually really liked it odd. He's like, look at the bench here for West Virginia. You had five coaches, four yeah. players that couldn't play, and then four players are – no, no, no. What was it? Three, Four players that were on the bench. That's right because you had Noah on there even though he's not going to be eligible this year. And then you had like three reserves. It, it was like it was like going down in Dominus. So for, for them to come back, and I think, I think what this season is going to be about and the theme of this basketball team is going to be, Ryan, no matter who we're playing, it's going to be how do you make this a 20-minute game? You know, keep it as close as you can in the first half, which which they did last night, no matter who it is, and then shorten the game. Let's take off, let's take off in the second half. And and that's what the Mountaineers did last night. And it's gonna be, we had concerns about this kind of going into the football season, but the football team kind of figured things out. And I think our concern going into the basketball season is it's you're gonna have to win ugly. You're gonna have to win ugly till you kind of get the rhythm, how you figure things out. Coach Eiler, you know, was was creative with his substitutions last night and offered a lot of different things. And of course, you're waiting for for Kerr to come back. You're waiting, seeing what's going on with the Cook and his health. And then, of course, hopefully in that battle that battle waiver comes through. But there, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel for for these Mountaineers, especially if you can get those three guys back. Which I do think that there there is a solid chance. We at least know Kerr's coming back after nine games or eight games. Yes. So this this team, we got some really good players on this team. And you get you get three of those guys back, at least two of them, we're we're gonna be okay. No doubt. And um they're they're trying to find their identity. And if anybody thought they were gonna have an identity when well, you lose what I guess projected four start four starters as of right now between uh Kerr, Cook and, and, and Raekwon Battle. Sorry, three starters. But I mean we'll see when those guys get back, if they get back, but I mean, they're, they're, they're searching for their identity like the football team did the first couple games. And they, the football team has been able to find their identity these last couple games. I think this basketball team will continue to get better and better. And it's a coaching staff that's still trying to learn one another. I mean, I, they, everybody played for hugs or coached under hugs, but Josh is a new head coach. Uh, Alex Ruoff was a GA last year. Deshaun Butler brand new assistant coach. I know he came from the NBA, but this is still new. DeMar Johnson, he just finished half a year last year, and he's he's uh, in his, I guess, he's finishing his first year, headed into his first year and a half, I guess is what we'll call it. Finishing Jordan his McCabe. first calendar year. Yeah, yeah calendar mm-hmm. year. Thank you. And then Jordan <laughs> McCabe. I mean, Jordan McCabe just got done playing, so they're trying to find out. They're trying to find one another, and they're they're trying to feed off each other their strengths, but the one thing that is very evident is that team staff is very, very connected right now, mm-hmm. and they, and that's you can't put you can't put a price on that. I mean that that's what's important this time of year when you have so much adversity. You're down to eight scholarship guys. You're having to call timeouts just to rest guys, uh, get creative with the substitution, throw some zone out there. That's what it's about, man. Finding ways, staying together in the foxhole, and and keep keep a. Uh, Building on wins. So let's kind of go talk talk about some of these players, especially with how many yep. kind of stay, stayed. You know, we had a we have four guys yesterday in uh JoJo, Pat, uh Kobe, and Seth that were from last year's team. 
And then the other four guys of the eight, obviously, are all new here. Let's talk about the guys from last year, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about the new transfers in. Kobe and Seth, obviously, we kind of talked about, you know, it was a tough first half for, for the whole team, especially shooting. They figured it out late. Uh, Seth, of course, had some cramping at the end, but definitely sure he, he'll be okay. Seth also, I'll tell you what, that guy, I swear, put on 20 pounds of muscle. He looked huge out there. I'm like, oh, dang, yeah. Seth, looking good, bud. Way to, way to beef yeah. up. Looking good, yeah. but I mean, they... They, you know, you're, you're asked a lot and sometimes, you know, you get tired and miss a couple shots, but it's, they, they started and, and this was a great, uh, plan by Missouri state to start pressing us, which got to break that press. And Seth and Kobe did a good job of that. They did a good job of, of getting to the ball and making the shots when they did need to make the shots towards the end of the stretch. It's hard. It's game one of the season. And you're asking two bench players from last year's team. And probably if we get, uh, if we are able to get Kerr. And Raekwon back, two bench players again on, on this year's team to basically put in a full game, right? And especially yeah. with Kobe and, and you know, Bembry, we'll get to him in a second. It's it's definitely, you can kind of tell his, his lack of experience. We'll definitely need him. He, he came up at times and other times you're like, yeah, he definitely needs to, you know, work on a couple things. But you're basically not only asking, you know, Jesse to play this full game, but something I realized last night is you're kind of asking Kobe and Seth to especially Kobe to to play the full game too. And that's tired. Your legs are gonna, you're gonna cramp up. You're gonna get those sort of things. But hey, they stepped up when they needed to. It was nice. And and Seth and Kobe, they know each other. And that's something that is very important going to this season while they're still figuring out the shots and they're figuring out how they go with other teams because of that relationship they built last year. They're able to at least take that into this season. And it's nice to see them. They did those two together, the way they were passing and and getting each other open. Definitely seemed like they were a little bit step ahead, obviously from the rest of the transfer players trying to mesh and, and, and figure things out. I, I was really happy with Seth and Kobe. Do they need to get better? Yes. Do they, they need to figure things out? Yes. But the rest of the team does too. And they will. And I have the utmost confidence that they will. And I was impressed uh, on the defensive end from the whole team last night, especially from those guys as well, especially when you're trying to replace a Johnson. Yes. And I get the first half box score pulled up. Seth and Kobe were combined one for 15 at, at the half. So yeah. like I said, it kind of speaks to their resilience. Seth really got us going out of the break. He did. I mean, he quick five That's points. To cut, game. Yeah. He quick five points to cut that thing right from 30 to 24 um, down to one, just like that. Got the momentum going, the crowd back into it. And then it was 41-40 around the 12-minute mark, mm-hmm. I think 13, 12-minute mark, and he bangs in back-to-back threes. So big 11 points just in the first two media timeouts that really got the crowd back going and propelled, what, that 23-10 to 10 run to start the half and, and really put us ahead. And from there, we were just trying to hold on for dear life. And then Kobe, Kobe had big plays down the stretch, winning plays, uh, made a big layup, made a couple big stops defensively. He had a big block as well. So, I mean, these guys, they, they continue to learn. They continue to – they've been in college basketball. They helped in spots last year, whether it was Seth Wilson when we were 1-6 and six at Texas Tech. He comes in and bangs five threes in. Or it was at Iowa State when Trey Mitchell gets tossed, hugs goes small. Uh, Kobe Johnson comes in. He hasn't played the whole game and defends Iowa State like his life depends on it. It helps us get a big win to clinch an NCAA tournament appearance. So these guys have done it in spurts. Now they're being relied to do it every single night, which is going to be a transition, but they're learning how to do it every single night when they're at the top of the scouting report. They're not the seventh, eighth, ninth guy anymore. 
they're they're the starting backcourt for the Mountaineers right mm-hmm. now. So um, proud of those guys, happy for those guys, and looking forward to seeing them build on it on Friday too. Yep, and then other two players, um, other two players from this team. Sorry about that. Uh, JoJo Harris uh, really stepped up, made plays when he needed to make plays. Um, and, and, you know, really impressed with his defense body out there. Uh, this, we got a big team here, Ryan. And then Pat Sumnick as well, uh, little, little off to a little bit of a slow start, came up, made some pretty big plays in the second half as well. Need those con- guys to continue to step up doing great things. Now let's move over to the, the players that transferred here. Um, obviously Jesse Edwards, the, the X factor of this team, excellent game from Jesse Edwards, obviously his height being six eleven. Just really, he he's a force to be reckoned with, and he's someone we're absolutely going to need, no duh, like throughout this season, but especially when we get into Big 12 play. Um, he did an excellent job of, of not getting into foul trouble. Those three fouls I think he ended up with weren't a true three fouls. I think his yeah. one was like under the eight-minute mark in the, in the second. It was to the point where he's not going to collect five fouls for the rest of the game. So, you know, get ready to go. And then Quinn, Quinn Slazinski. He he brings energy. I love him. I love this post game interview. I love how much he he cares for this team. He already there's something about this team. But I actually want to give a shout out to Quinn and how I feel about this. Where they already have kind of stepped into the role. Like they they felt they feel like they've been part of Mountaineer Nation now for four or five years. Never mind four or five months. And and to really embrace that. And to really come in here and and just knock down those threes when we needed it, to add that presence, to add that emotion, he did a little bit of everything last night. And actually, it was kind of more than a little bit. He did a lot of a lot last night, um, which was required of all these guys, especially with how uh, depleted we are. And man, Quinn, I, I can definitely see him being a fan favorite. Uh, and then Ofri too. You know, there was concerns. Not I don't even want to say concerns, but I think there was a thought with Ofri coming in a little undersized. Probably needs to put on about 10, 15 pounds. Um, but that guy has finesse. He's shifty. He plays hard. He's a grinder. He has a mentality. These got some solid players on this team, Ryan. And then, you know, finally to cap it off with Bambry, brought him up a little earlier. Definitely, you know, he was injured last year at Florida State. His really experience is, is, is high school ball. And it showed a little bit. It, it did. However, it, I think a lot of these guys showed in the first half that, you know, you're, you're figuring things out. You're, you're getting things right. But even Bimbry, when he came in, I'm trying to remember, I think it was around kind of that, that 14, 13, 12 minute mark in, in the second half. Um, and he, cause he was out there cause they were resting the starters and Josh was being, you know, taking the, the yeah. timeouts to his advantage, get those guys out there, get that extended rest. He came out really, uh, did a good job in in the second half, added some stability there. So Hey, these are the eight guys we're rolling with now, but they it, it feels like it's more than eight guys. They they understand that it's a tall task. They understand that in a way they each have to play as if they're you know a player and a half, if not two. And and they did it. And they're they're up for the task. Now that is the first game. So it's you're gonna get tired as 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 the time goes on, but it was a good start for this team. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to label Quinn Slazinski the guy that you love to have on your team and you hate to play against with yes. how emotional he plays with, chip on his shoulder. You can tell he's played a big-time college basketball game. He started his career at Louisville with Chris Mack and that staff, then played for Hall of Famer Rick Patino. So he's been coach, he's been 
been through the trenches. He knows what to expect. And yeah, he, he's a really, he's a really good four man. I mean, he, he's a good compliment to Je, uh, Jesse Edwards. He's able to pass. He's able to make shots. He could drive it on, on a bad closeout. I, I want to go real back to Josiah Harris. I think mm-hmm. he's going to continue to get better and better, by the way. He, I agree. he, he's doing a great job on the offensive glass. And I thought that he did a good job in the first half of keeping some plays alive when we weren't making shots that we were able to get some foul shots because in the first half, I mean, uh, 15 of our points came from the foul line. And I thought a lot of that was because of, uh, of Josiah Harris keeping some plays, plays alive. So kudos to him. And he, I mean, we've talked, we've talked the praises on him graduating in two years. And I mean, bright kid, Jim Rat, he's going to keep getting better and better. His body looks like Deshaun Butler's did, to be honest, back in the day. Now, I'm not saying he's Deshaun Butler. Do not quote me, everybody. I would never say that. So uh, that's high expectations. If he's half of what Deshaun Butler was, it's going to be a heck of a career. But, um, I mean, you mentioned it, Ofri and, and Bembry. Those guys are freshmen. That was Bembry's first ever college basketball game. I know mm-hmm. he was a transfer from Florida State, but he he's thrown in the fire. He's, he's going he's gonna to struggle take his lumps. But the main thing, man, those guys got their feet wet and we need them to keep getting better and better in practice, keep their head eye and keep competing, man. That's what it's all about. And it, and it helps that I know Kerr can't help us. Raekwon can't help us on the floor in game, but having those guys be able to practice with us and push those guys with the scout team, there's not going to be a better scout team in America. I mean, Kerr led Kerr, Kerr led the Pac-12 in assists last year. Raekwon Battle uh, scored scored thirty in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we want them on a real team, but I mean, having those guys on the scout team, giving giving our guys a look, that that's invaluable. Th- those are the things that don't appear to the average fan that that show up when you get to game time and you're prepared to win for those two days leading up to the game. I agree. And hey, throw Jordan McCabe out there too if you need to run a couple uh yeah. couple plays in, in practice. You got as plenty well, of so. options on that stuff. You got, you got <laughs> plenty of people that can play in that building. Now, who are the eligible yeah. ones? I guess that's the question that yeah. we're, we're left with. Uh it's other things I'm impressed about too. Free throws kept us in the game early too. Mm-hmm. Is you know, we've we've struggled that with that in past seasons. So the ability to make free throws, uh, especially from big man Jesse Edwards. He is more than capable of making free throws. Interesting, interesting little shot. He like goes up, does that quick fake, and you're like, oh, is he all right? And then he makes it. It's yeah. like, all right, do what you got to do to make it. Was impressed by the – we're not fouling the other team. We didn't have to worry about uh, the other team, Missouri State, getting into the bonus. Um, and then we got in the bonus early ourselves. So, you know, that definitely helped out as well. We were impressed with the defense and, and the ability to step up there. Rebounding. Still a little bit of a concern. I'm um, going to need to have box guys out to crash those boards. It did get better as the game goes on, but we're really, especially big 12 play comes around. Rebounding is, it's almost going to be everything. So got to keep working on that. And I'm sure coach Eiler is, uh, you know, emphasizing that in practice uh, as much as he can. Speaking of coach Eiler, Ryan, your buddy, your, your, oh, your yeah. former colleague, what, what were your thoughts of, of his first game? Um, and his first win. I did a great job. I mean, got thrown in the fire. You, you, your first game, your team shoots four for 32. They they don't prepare you for that scenario. So keep it a calm head. Uh, he talked about the Louisville game back in the day or Cincinnati, where we set the Coliseum record for 
worst ever shooting performance, and it, it we just kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter. So he 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 went in there calm, made some adjustments. I thought he did a good job of of getting the ball to Jesse isolated, and and, mm-hmm. and really that helped when they doubled even more spacing with, with with the perimeter guys. And I thought it gave those guys more options to step into shots. Like I said, with Seth, Kobe, um, and Quinn, obviously, and Josiah made a couple big ones too. Mm-hmm. So that you could tell the the uh, the NBA uh, thumbprint slash uh, overseas thumbprint that this coaching staff is already on this team. I think the spacing, especially on the weak side, has been really good. Whenever they double Jesse in the post, we always got somebody in the slot and in the corner, and we're not creeping in. I think it's been pretty good, and and we've struggled with that over the years where sometimes our spacing wasn't as good, so you could tell that they're really drilling that down, and they're going to get better and better, and we'll do we'll do some film stuff for uh, for uh, for our audience this year, so we're, we're working on the logistics mm-hmm. of that, but uh, yeah, I, I, I was really impressed, and I thought he was good late using his timeouts, coming out of timeouts. They were organized switching up defenses. Uh, they caught Missouri State off the guard a couple times, going zone, uh, steal a couple possessions, and you win by eight. So steal a couple possessions, one or two possessions in the first half, one and two in the second half. Next thing you know, you've stolen three, four possessions for the game. So all around, couldn't ask for a better coaching job in the first uh, first uh, for the debut for Josh Eilert. Something funny about Josh that I, I was noticing, right, is there's a little talk going into the season, right? Is that is Bob Huggins stool going to be there or is his stool going to be there to sit on? And Josh's like, no, that's, you know, Huggins thing. That's that, that's his thing. And then I just see Josh all game just like crouched in a catcher's position, just trying yeah. to keep cool and prevent himself from losing his mind. And I'm like, oh, that guy doesn't even need something to sit on. He's just he's just in in his zone. Yeah. Um, I also want to I want to give a, a, a shout out. Um, to another coach, and I know this we didn't have him on his pre, the the preseason series, but I'm sure we'll get him on the show sometimes. Um, is the senior advisor, uh, former coach himself, um, actually at Oklahoma State, uh, James Dickey. Is you see with how young, and and I'm glad that that we hired him as an advisor. You know, it's good to get an older guy that's kind of been through it himself that can really kind of help mentor and 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 whatnot. And that video I shot at the end of him, he was the one patting Josh in the back, like, dude, you just got your first win. It's okay. You can breathe now. Like you can, <laughs> you can take a breath, but he was the one clapping, telling the younger guys, Hey, we're good. We're good. This is, this is part of the game too. So definitely in what, you know, is a great opportunity. And we, we, you know, we talked about the preseason and every assistant coach and even Josh had, you know, these, this is opportunities, especially for their ages to do well. It's great to have that season vet in there to, to help, no facilitate because there's going to be times this season where it's like, what do we do? And, you know, have utmost faith in Josh. He's been around it a lot, especially a lot of these guys have been around Huggins and Huggins is a, you know, great, at that sort of thing and letting people in. And, you know, you've had some great conversations with Huggins yourself, Ryan, but it, it, it was nice. And I, I really liked seeing um, that, that burst of energy on the sideline for, from James Dickey. So it's good to see. And Ryan, this is, I, I know we really have to take this one game at a time. And we talked about how it's going to be ugly at, at, at times, ugly in terms of how we're going to have to win. It's maybe not going to be as smooth as every game being 20 points in, in the non-con, but I left, I left the Coliseum last night feeling first relieved, like, Oh good. We, we won. And two, like, you know what? We start getting, you know, this momentum kind of starts switching. We start getting Kerr back. Maybe Raekwon gets his thing approved. Maybe, a cook's good to go with with his health. 
we could, you know, February comes around January, February. And it's like, this team is cooking with oil. Like this team's looking good. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm here to assure Mountaineer nation. And I know you are too, Ryan, that, mm-hmm. Hey, it, it's for all we went through. It's time to start getting a couple bounces going these way. And I, I really feel them coming. Completely agree. And he's just saying he's been able to play basketball for this group. So looking forward to uh, seeing what's next. I mean, the best part about basketball versus football, you don't have to wait six days for the next game. (laughs) They're going to be tipping it off here in 72 hours against another good mid-major team that's going to have a chance to win their league. So the tests keep coming. And and, and our schedule, I tweeted this out today. Our schedule is hard, man. I I know that you look at a Monmouth or a Jacksonville State – uh, Drexel, Radford, and you probably don't see, oh, they're not Pitt or St. John's. Those teams are going to have a chance to play in March Madness, and they're going to provide test after test that will prepare this team for league play. So, yeah, I mean, the, the tests are going to keep coming. they got to keep preparing to win. But I, I, I got faith in this team, man. They, 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 they fight. That's one thing I've learned over these first two games, whether it's George Mason, who got a win last night in their opener over Monmouth, and – uh last night against Missouri state, who's going to be a good team. So really looking forward to seeing what's next and keep getting better and better every game. It's, it's all you can do. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of Monmouth, we will be back on Friday. I think we're going to try to seven o'clock game time. I think we're going to shoot for our pregame shows around four 30. So of course, yeah. join us on the Ryan and rush show. And we like to do a pregame shows a little different than kind of this, the podcast, you know, type format. Uh, so come with your questions. Um, come, come, you know, we're, we're here to answer them, talk keys to victory, give us your thoughts as well. We want to make it as interactive as possible. Uh, we really enjoyed doing that, doing that yesterday. And we really enjoyed doing the one before the Houston football game. We may not enjoyed the result, but we enjoyed what we did, uh, before that game. So, so always come and feel like you can be a part of that. Don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Russ show, um, as well. And, and we appreciate all your support tomorrow. We will be behind enemy lines, uh, with talking about the Oklahoma Sooners, the sec bound Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, we should have Troy that we do the Big 12 college experience with, and we will be doing that at 6 o'clock here, so come find us on that channel to to talk to Big 12 football as well to discuss this Oklahoma football team. Uh, we'll do keys to victory for Oklahoma on Thursday as well, and then like we said, we'll have our Monmouth pregame show on Friday uh, at the intersection of football and basketball. We'll, we'll most likely be going every day, if not a couple times a day, uh, so stick around, of course, hit that, hit that bell so you're notified every time we go live again. Great win for Josh Eiler. Great win for the WU Mountaineers basketball team. 1-0, undefeated, batting 1,000%. Got to keep this going. Uh, We love you all. Thank you for your support. And we'll see you again either later today or tomorrow. Thank you. 1-0. Let's go, Mountaineers. Let's go, baby.